Hello, and welcome to another episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I am your host, Jesse Perio, and thank you for joining us today. So today's episode is the first episode in a series of three where we are discussing team teaching. Um, and over the next three weeks, we'll, we'll talk about team teaching at the elementary level, the middle school level, and the high school level. Today, we're focusing on the elementary level. And with us today, we have Marsha Reyes and Ronnie Alba, who work together at Columbia Elementary. Ronnie and Marsha, can you spend just a few minutes introducing um, yourselves to the listeners? Talk to us about um, what you do at Columbia, how long you've been teaching, um, anything like that? Well, um, my name is Marsha Reyes and I've been with the district for 16 years. I did start off as a physical education assistant and I needed a change in my life, transferred over to special education. And um, I think I found my calling. It is the most amazing job I've ever had. I love my job. That's awesome. I'm glad you enjoy it. My name is Ronnie Alba. I'm a speech language pathologist. I have been an SLP for 19 years and I have worked in the school setting and also in early intervention. So um, I've done K through five and I also have done middle school. So right now I'm at uh, Columbia and I've been there since I believe 2015. So oh, great. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. So can you, um, can you talk to us a little bit about, uh, did you two teach together, work together pre-COVID-19? And if so, um, what did it look like you're working together prior to having to go fully remote? Did you two work together in the classroom? We did, okay. but uh, it, was, it was not in the same com capacity that we are right now. So we shared a, an office wing and we did not really teach together. It was more of like, I would say more like coaching and problem solving and things like that, that we would do together. But no, we didn't prior to this. So this is the first time we've actually taught together. And uh, it's been, it's been great, actually. That's one of the, one of the positives, I guess, of going remote, huh? Like it has been able to bring you together to teach and work together. It has, and it, it was it was really hard at the beginning. Um, I know Miss Alba needed to schedule her students during a certain time, and nobody's getting on. So she asked me, "Can I join you?" And I was like, "Yes, you're more than welcome." And the team that we have, the bond we have created, and the teamwork we created, it is a really tight um, program that we're running together. Yeah, we went from not well, and you know, scheduling is complicated because kids are on, especially the little kids, they're on a lot throughout the day and trying to incorporate both speech therapy and their small group sessions to, to get them all on at the same time. We did decide that it would be best for the kiddos to if we did it together. So um, as of last week, we've started doing it four days a week together. So we have kinder, a kinder group four days a week, and then uh, a first grader that we team teach with twice a week. So it's been nice because 
um, following the district guidelines and the benchmarks and standards that were put out by the district, that part is, is fairly laid out for us. Um, Marsha works on the academic side and then we're able to put, I'm able to work on those kids' IEP speech and language therapy goals while we are doing the academics. So it's really nice that we're able to incorporate those at the same time and kids are getting kind of double for their money, I think. Yeah. Yes, and so um, the structure of your, your, it's Zoom, I'm assuming, correct? Mm -hmm. um, how, many, how many kiddos are in a room with, with the two of you at a time? Do you have more than? Well, with Kinder, there's five. And okay. then um, when, it's, when it's us together, there's five for Kinder and one for first grade. But I do service other students during other times. I see. Yeah, and the fluidity of it is nice because, um, like last week, they had to take their iReady assessments, and so we had multiple breakout rooms. We had kids, um, pro you know, I was able to help proctor and things like that. Had she not had the extra hand or the extra, you know, an extra team member to do that, there's no way that that would have been able to get done together. So it's one of those things I get on. It's just, oh, by the way. We're, we're doing iReady testing today. Can you help proctor? So yeah, so that's what's really nice about it. And the kids know if Miss Reyes isn't gonna be there, it doesn't matter. Or if I'm not gonna be there, it doesn't matter. The kids still get on, the session still happens. We incorporate the academics and the language piece. So that's really the nice thing is that um, regardless of the day, regardless of who is attending or not attending, the kids know it's either gonna be myself or Miss Reyes or both of us and they, it goes on without a hitch. So that's what's really nice about this is that they know the routine, they know who's gonna be there and they they love to come. And what's really nice is at the end when they don't wanna get off. Oh, wow, so, that is- Yeah, nice. but then you've got your ones of course that say, are we done yet? Are we done yet? <laughs> but then there's ones that are like, oh, I don't, I don't wanna go. So, you know, that's really nice. And I think that, I think that they enjoy having the two of us together because they know like if they have something they're gonna ask Miss Reyes but it started to where it's not just Miss Reyes it's now Miss Alba or um if it, they know whom to ask for what they need so that's really nice yeah that, and that that was going to be one of the things I asked is um so you do uh use the breakout rooms quite a bit in in zoom we do when we need to um we also do it when we need to pull a student to see what's um, going on with them or if there's a situation oh. that's happening. So we do use that. But most of the time our class runs really well. They know our system, they know we have a routine um, and they're all participating and they, they love coming to this class. Mm -hmm. Even the parents have said, you know, our student, our children love coming to your guys's class they wish they could be there all day long with you guys and um and maybe you've already kind of covered this but can you give some of the specifics of your routine like if we have any listeners out there thinking to themselves like you know what that's what i need you know especially in my team teaching class i need to establish some routines um can you walk us through that well I did watch a video because how do you keep kids engaged? And I was trying to do all this paper-based stuff and like phonemic awareness and they weren't engaged. So um, on the video, I saw to incorporate PowerPoints. And so we played, that's my name. And so it just started off with their first names. And then we started switching it around. 
and um, then we incorporated their their last name. And so now they know each other's names. So like on Mondays, it's ELA day. Monday and Tuesday will be ELA. And um, then we'll go into our phonics. And there's Benchmark um, has some videos that also goes over that as well. Um, sight words, we do sight words on Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays, we do math, which I already already has the, um, what is it called? The games, the videos. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. The video has the videos already in, in um, uploaded. So they get to see that and they're, they're just, they're engaged by these videos. And then on Friday, we end our session with a guided drawing, which oh. at the beginning, um, the guided drawings were, were, they were good. But if you see them now, they're amazing. Yeah, so following so they, directions. They yeah. love, cool. guided, they love Friday. So we, we do a story, we read a book and then we do a guided drawing on it and the kids love it. So it went from, um, I'm going to do whatever I want to do and to following directions, to asking for help, to saying, wait, and then to comment, like the kids will hold them up during the, during the session and look at mine or, oh, wow, that's so pretty. I love how you did that. And the kids are actually commenting on each other. So they're actually engaged and they look forward to guided drawing Fridays. And then that's a, it's a nice behavior reward system too, because if they don't get their work done, then we can't, we don't do guided drawing. So, um, it's, it's been something that wasn't planned, but it actually has been uh, the, what they look forward to. So yeah, it's been fun. That, that is awesome because I know the engagement piece as a whole, but especially the engagement with each other piece has been very challenging for teachers at all levels via Zoom. So the mm -hmm. fact that you have that going on, that is pretty awesome. And what's it? fun is that the parents actually um, the ones who are sitting with their child will actually do the guided drawing along with us. So it's kind oh, really? of fun that the parents are even engaged with it too. So I think it's good because they're seeing uh, what we're doing and then they're able to incorporate that at home or on the days that uh, maybe they're not able to get on. They're able to see, oh, this is, this is simple. Like just YouTube, thank goodness for YouTube. Right. Um, and, and be able to do some of that stuff when they're not on with us. So. That yeah. is really neat, the parent involvement. Mm -hmm. and, and one of our students, he, his parents um, do guided drawing, I think, almost every day with him. And he is quite an artist. And he's a kinder. Oh, but wow. um, just, and, and you know, when we do um, our game, like our name game, I incorporated Miss Alba's name, my name, and they know our names. Um, and the sight words, I just keep adding new sight words and then we'll switch it around. I change the font, the background, the colors, just, just to see where they're at. And, and they still know their sight words and they are learning and they're very engaged. Okay. Then we introduced um, Will of Will of Names. So it spins and then it stops at somebody's name and they have to guess the name. Oh. And we also do that with sight word. Well, I, I'm barely introducing that to sight words. And in this month, because it was Christmas, we did Wear a Santa. So it was a wheel of names, but it was pictures. And so it was Wear a Santa, and he was hiding. We used all the prepositions behind, under, in. Oh. So they had fun with that, too. They didn't want to stop doing that. So 
Um, but see, they're familiar with those activities, so we can change it up to make it anyway. But but Marsha's right. We tried the paper based, or she tried the paper based. Oh goodness, like three days of just trying to cut out the words and do the the sort the phonological sorting, and it was just a nightmare. And they were losing things and couldn't find things and couldn't cut or cutting things they weren't supposed to be cutting. So it's one of those things where we don't have that physical tactile ability to redirect that uh, it just wasn't working, so. And, and for anyone who's out there listening, use your benchmark videos, Heidi songs. She sings the ABCs and she does a lot of the phonics um, and sight words as well. So I'm just letting you know, use your benchmark, it is, wonderful and they have the cutest little songs for the kids <laughs> yeah no thank you yeah because this is i'm thinking we'll we'll have some even new teachers listening in and and those kind of tips are very helpful so thank you mrs reyes and don't be afraid to to ask your speech therapist to to team teach with you because it's it's engaging and honestly i think it, it takes a lot of pressure off of both the, the teacher the educator and the slp because we can cover so much more um together and i think it's more i think the kids really do benefit from it so team teaching is definitely definitely worth a shot so um leading into kind of my next question on that <clears throat> how, how much time do you two spend planning with each other outside of the classroom do you and do you meet like weekly? No, it just kind of naturally comes together. It just comes together. Okay. And, and what I do is I, um, I'll research the teacher's Canvas pages to see what they're working on. And that's how I know where we need to pick up or what we need to do or what our focus is for the students. Yeah, so. I think part of it because it has already been assigned that we just are working off of of what has already been put onto the kiddos assignment pages. So that's already kind of been done for us, but we do talk. I mean, after, if we can, after each session, we talk about what, what um, didn't work or what maybe we can do differently or, Hey, I noticed this kiddo was having some difficulties. Maybe we should try um, something different or maybe he should go first. So things like that. We definitely stay on afterwards if, if we can and talk about things that could be done differently or things that might do, we might change up. Got it. And you know what? Um, I've met with two other teams um, at the other levels and they had the, the similar statement, like they don't necessarily meet, but they do stay on together afterwards mm -hmm. um, and discuss like what went well and what they might need to do next time. So that's what I've been getting from a lot of the, the teams. And just be open minded, you know, don't don't say, well, this has got to be this way. You have to have an open mind and say, um, I'm going to explore this or somebody gives you um, if somebody's being a critic look at it in a different way in a positive way versus a negative way because it could work wonders it could be the best thing of your life why stress out you know um, and I'm going to be quite honest the student that I work with one-on-one -on -one, um, I have a very difficult time um, getting him engaged so um, my grandson has a little teddy bear and I pull him up and I'm like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And so I'm coming out of my element, my comfort zone to have the student engage. And let me tell you, he's answering questions and he is fully engaged. But, um, you know, just try different things to just get these students engaged. We, I'm, 
they're missing out on a lot right now from the face to face. Mm -hmm. So what can we do differently to make it better on Zoom? We you have know. one student who will not answer the questions, but Buddy the Elf will do all of the work. And Buddy the Elf is like the brightest kid in the room. So, you know, mm. whatever works, it's certainly outside the box, but because we are doing it as a special education piece, it gets to look a little bit different. And, you know, think the name of the game is flexibility. Man, we had a Monday. We had a total Monday on Monday and didn't work out, but you know what? It's okay. We just kept on going and Tuesday was better. So um, and I guess because, you know, we're an early elementary team, those kinders are, you never know what you're going to get from day to day. So having two people who are as flexible as possible and willing to think outside the box and willing to try some different things versus just like the paper and pencil tests that were not working, it had, to, it had to be different for these kids. So that's what's been really nice. And again, like Marsha's right, uh, we use anything possible to get these kids to participate, whether it be Buddy the Elf or the teddy bear or um, the grandbaby, you know, whatever it is that's going to work, uh, we have to, it, it's, it's nice because it's cohesive and we're able to work off of each other and feed off of each other so the kids uh, benefit from it. And that's our primary goal, you know, is um, they need to have this education. It's very important. But how do you do it when you're sitting there just lecturing? And you see the students' reactions, they're really not paying attention. And that's what I was getting at the beginning of the year. So now that we have switched everything up, these students get on every day, willing to participate. They love being there and they love learning. That is great. That is awesome. So I know you're, you're talking about like you, you're flexible and you're constantly thinking outside of the box. You know, this time of year, a lot of teachers are reflecting on this first semester of remote learning and I know you know it sounds like what you all what you two are doing in your room is amazing and it's working extremely well is there anything that you are thinking about doing maybe slightly different or trying or maybe something new that you're going to incorporate in your your classes next semester like yes. any big things I mean I know you say you're flexible as you go go ahead Marsha no, I, and um, I'm working on Nearpod. I've already set it up because um, I would like to see the the work from the individual student. Um, so I'm I'm setting it up. I'm taking classes on that, and then I'm going to do a PD when we come back on the fifth. Um, I want to see how that works out because then I'm able to see feedback from the students, and we'll just see where that goes. You know, I mean the door there's any possibility I, I my main goal is education of these students and their learning mm -hmm. so I don't, I, I don't know that I would change up I mean my my component looks a whole lot different than Marsha's component mm -hmm. so um I have to kind of go with the flow and again these are little little guys who've won some of them have never even been in school before so for their first time ever in school and they're in special education, you know, this is not easy. So I just, I, I'm thankful for Marsha that she's like, oh, hey, I found this video or um, it's nice that I'm able to bounce off of that. So I, I wouldn't change anything other than if we could figure out, you know, uh, maybe a way to get them to be more engaged 
individually because we have some dominant kiddos who don't allow the others to really participate. So that may be something mm -hmm. we can work on um, some sort of a system where we are uh, taking turns is also very difficult. So we could probably work on some turn-taking stuff for them uh, too. And that's, I don't think I would change anything, but just try to introduce the Nearpod because the Nearpod is where it would be in individualized. Um, but everything, I, I love the way everything is going. And I think these kids are learning so much. There's so much growth mm -hmm. from the beginning of the year. Yeah. Oh, Miss Alba can tell you as well. Oh, yeah, they're starting to read. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, those things. And you see that that aha moment or their little light bulbs go off and they're starting to make those connections. So yeah, I wouldn't change much. That is, I'm, uh, that is awesome that you guys are seeing that growth. And um, that's kind of where I want to wrap up today is, um, you know, you hear from teachers and, and we all know there's millions of challenges this semester but I like the fact that you two are both positive and um, look for the good in what's going on in your room. So can you each share with the listeners um, from this semester, one of your favorite memories from, from remote learning and specifically working together with remote learning? Um, goodness, our favorite. I, I, and this is my own individual. It didn't come with her, but it was one of our students. I got on with him on, uh, um, Monday morning at eight o'clock and his dad says, Hey, Thomas Alba, will you wait for dinner? I thought, Oh, whatever, you know? And, and he says something and I don't understand. And I, and he says a rooster and I'm like, you, you what? He's like, yeah, we ate Julian the rooster. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> they, so I think you, you're making these connections with the families too. So he's telling me all about the rooster and how they had to kill the rooster. Cause he was, uh, it was a great life lesson and a good farm lesson, but it was it caught me off guard. It was kind of funny. But I don't know, I, I, we've seen siblings, we've seen, I don't know if there's been anything that's been like, oh my goodness, that was, that was too funny. Well, for me, it was like serious, like um, one of the individuals, she is always concerned about everybody. And one of our students was having a very difficult day. And she says, are you okay? Can I help you? And, and just to hear that from a student, just made my heart melt. So I would say that's one of them, <laughs> but we have tons of them. <laughs> yes, no, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And um, I love the specifics that you all, that you two provided um, for, for teachers out there listening, especially elementary school teachers. And thank you for taking the time to join us today. Um, and for our listeners out there, thank you for joining us today. We look forward to your feedback on today's show. Please follow VL2LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please share feedback on the podcast and ideas for future episodes on our social media platforms at VL2 at LCPS.net. Thanks so much for listening in today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.